Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today's big idea is that there are only three ways to grow your business. My guest, Mike Savage, explains all three of them through engaging stories and strategies from companies that leverage each way successfully. Mike works with six-figure entrepreneurs who are hell-bent on getting to seven figures without sacrificing their health, their relationships, or their happiness. One of Mike's companies amassed more than $250 million in global sales to the world's biggest companies, including Walmart, Target, Kohl's, Sam's Club, and more. In this episode, we discuss the number one goal of strategic marketing, how to nurture relationships with your ideal clients so they become clients, the three ways to grow your business, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Mike. I appreciate you making the time. I'm excited to be here, Mark. And I'd love to jump right in. I love part of our last conversation where you mentioned there's sales and there's marketing and people kind of get turned around or mistake which is which and what process is what process. Could you expound on that a little bit? And also, how did you discover that? What's the story there? So I think I think a lot of people make the mistake that they believe that sales is marketing and marketing is sales and, and it couldn't be any different. And I actually came up with this really cool analogy to explain what sales and marketing, the, the difference is. And so if you if you think of a situation where you have a couple that's dating, okay, and we're going to call the guy or or, or, you know, not all men and women, but call whatever for, for the sake of this discussion, you've mm-hmm. got a guy who we will consider the product. Okay. Now his ideal client or his target market is his girlfriend or, or the, or the woman he's attracted to. And so you've got a product and you've got a target market. Now marketing is how do you introduce your product to the target market? And in the world of business, there's a million ways to do that. Um, In this analogy or this story, it's kind of, all right, well, if he wants to introduce him, his product to the ideal client, he's going to be taking her out to dinner. They're going to be dancing. He's going to buy her chocolates. They're going to go for walks in the park. You know, they're going to go for slow rides. You know, he's going to sit on the couch and and, and cuddle and and watch rom-coms. And so what is he doing in this process? He is trying to increase the no like, and trust factor, right? He's just trying yeah. to get her to know, like, and trust him, fall in love with him, be his confidant. And that's marketing. Sales is when he gets down on one knee and he holds out a diamond ring and says, will you marry me? Now, in real business, sales can be nerve-wracking. Sales can be challenging. Asking for the sale can be difficult. But if you have a really great product or a great service, and you've done a tremendous job of marketing, and in the world we live today, marketing can come in a million different forms from Super Bowl ads to uh, Facebook ads and everything in between, networking, podcasting is a form Mm -hmm. of marketing. So there's so many different things that we can do in the area of marketing. But when it comes to sales, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs believe that, 
well, I'm doing uh, SEO and I'm doing Facebook ads. I'm doing LinkedIn ads. I'm doing some YouTube stuff and I'm doing all these, all these different things. But I heard a great quote the other day and it was, you cannot pay the bills with clicks, likes, comments, and smiley faces. <laughs> and, and so I, I, I flat out believe that. And, but I have so many clients that I've worked with, or I uh, currently work with that, gee, Mike, I really want to grow my business. I got to start spending more money on SEO or Facebook ads and all these other things. Like I said, time out. I said, the most important thing is really identifying in order, in order, identifying your product. What is your product or service? What's the competitive landscape? What sets you apart? What makes you different? What's your unique strategic position in the marketplace? Go back to the dating scenario. You know, that dude has to have something unique and distinct to attract the woman of his dreams. And in the same way, business, or at least entrepreneurship, your product or service has to be unique and distinct. And trust me, there are competitors. And then when you take that product and you say, who is my ideal client? My ideal client. All right. Well, I need to somehow introduce my product or service to my ideal client. And, and that's the marketing, that, right? And that is all marketing. And 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 so there is a, 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 you know, I think the world sometimes get confused because you always hear sales and marketing. What department are you in? I'm in sales and marketing. Well, yeah, sales and marketing. It's completely different, completely different mentality. So marketing is kind of fun and sexy and, you know, um, get to, you know, do the fun videos and Facebook ads and YouTube and LinkedIn, all that stuff. But then sales can become rather challenging because you've got to get to that point where you ask your client for the sale. And the more that you've nurtured that client with great strategic marketing, the easier the sale is. So if you find someone that is really perfect for you and your product, well, guess what? It's kind of like getting on one knee. If you've done your job, it's not a stressful situation. I like what you just said. You used the word nurture. How do you nurture a potential client? Well, like I said, with, with marketing, there are a million, a million ways. But the yeah. thing that I always, I, I believe every business, depending on what level you're at, you can nurture a client through strategic partnerships. Now think about it. How many professional athletes or movie stars sponsor a product or a service. And why, why does the company do that? Why does, um, you know, why does, uh, you know, Subway, Subway subs, why do they partner with all these professional basketball players, Steph Curry and, and, and even, uh, Charles Barkley and all, why do they do that? Because they want to create a positive emotion in the mind of the consumer by, by doing that. And so larger businesses or smaller business, it's the same thing. The secret is how do I get my ideal client to know, like, and trust me, to know, like, and trust my product. And so that can come in the form of video that can come in the form of podcasting. You know, so if someone is someone, Hey, you know, I think I'd like to work with Mark and they attend one of these podcasts. And like, I got a good vibe from that presentation from that webinar. I was like, or from that podcast, like, damn, yeah, Mark's, Mark's a good dude. 
And, and, and so what am I doing on your podcast? Like, well, if someone listens to this and they're like, well, they're an entrepreneur, they're trying to build a business. They may be, you know, in that level, like, you know, my ideal clients typically run in a business anywhere from a quarter of a million to 5 million in sales. And it's like, the, and I call it the lonely zone. And they may hear some like, damn, Savage hit the nail on the head there. So I think, Mark, the nurturing process can come in so many different forms, but ultimately the goal is to get your ideal client to know, like, and trust you or your brand, or I should say you, your brand, your product, your service. I don't and know if one answered the question. Yeah, it did. And another thing that you had mentioned, and I love it, and it's a pretty strong statement to make, is there are only three ways to grow your business. Talk more about that because I mean, I'm sure some people are thinking, well, no, I, you know, I, I just read a book and I got the 10 ways to do it and the 15 and the seven. <laughs> you say there's three. What, so what I'll, is I'll that? tell you, and, and I heard this, I heard this a decade ago. I went to a uh, Tony Robbins business mastery event and there was a guy on stage. His name's Jay Abraham. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Jay came on stage and said, there's only three ways to grow your business. And I flat out sat back in my chair and I said, bullshit. Like there is, there's hundreds of ways. There's hundreds of tactics, but there's really three fundamental ways to grow your business. And most people think when they want to grow their business, they have to go and get new customers. That's always the, the thought process. I got to go get new customers. I got to get new customers. And that's an important component to building a business. Mm -hmm. But I strongly recommend you do not start there, especially if you are an established business, because there's two ways that you can grow your business that require less investment. And that's the key. How can I grow my business, grow my sales, grow my profits, grow my impact in the world by investing less? And so number one is how can you increase the average order? How can you increase the average order that someone places with you? And it happens all the time. I, I, I recently, my, my uh, AirPods died. And so I had to go get some new AirPods. And so I go on to Amazon.com and I look for my AirPods. like, okay, these are the ones I want. And as I'm checking out, what happened at Amazon? Well, they said, Mike, you know, I love you, Mike. Um, I think you need an extended warranty on your <laughs> AirPods. And it's only $29 in, in what were they doing with that? Now, how many people buy those extended warranties and never, ever use them? Mm -hmm. The majority never use them, but they've just increased their average order. And one of my favorites right now in the area of increasing the average order is there's a restaurant chain uh, here in Massachusetts or New England, I should say. And they, a few years ago, introduced this thing called the Quartino. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but like you go to a restaurant, order a glass of wine and a glass of wine is typically six ounces. And what they did was say, Mr. Savage, Mrs. Savage, would you like a Quartino? And what the hell is a Quartino? Well, a Quartino is a glass and a half. So instead of getting six ounces of wine, you get nine ounces. He said, sure, that sounds great. And it was in, in, so I, I ended up, Digging into the math associated with this, this chain has 100 locations in Massachusetts, They uh, in New England. They have 20 
million visitors a year. And so I started to do a little math. I talked to some of the management in, um, at the restaurant, and I started asking questions. 20 million visit a year, about 10 million. I made an assumption. No one had hard facts of this. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people buy glasses of wine? Made an estimate 10%. Of the 10%, which is 2 million people, of that 10%, how many upsell to a Cortino? And, and I asked several bartenders. They said probably 50%. So of the 20 million people, 2 million get a glass of wine. And of those, half of those upgrade to a Cortino. One question, one idea in this restaurant chain, would you like a Cortino, translates into $2.5 million in increased sales and $1.5 million in increased profit. That's nuts. One question. So this is my point about increasing your average order. If you can. Think in your business, when I'm selling my product or service, what else might my client be interested in? Like if you've ever gone to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods or TJ Maxx or whatever, you can't just get your stuff, even a grocery store. You can't get your stuff and just go and exit. Well, you can, but as you're exiting, think about a grocery store. What Mm -hmm. What is all over the place as you go to exit? There's candy and there's... There's uh, magazines and there's books and there's all this stuff. Why is all that there? Because you've already got in your bread and your milk and your juice and your vegetables and all your food. But as you're exiting, they want to increase that average order. So you need a Snickers bar and you need some Twizzlers <laughs> and you need some M&Ms. So you increase the average order is one way. What are the other two? Increasing the frequency order is number two. Okay. And that, that's another thing that happens all the time. And there's so many examples of increasing the frequency of order. So, for example, um, one of the things that uh, I have done every year, I've got a, a, a fancy lawnmower, and I, I need to get my lawnmower service every year. It's a ride in a lawnmower. And if I find a service company and say, hey, you know, I take my uh, mower to them and they service it, and then they never call me again, it's like, Okay, well, how could I increase the frequency of orders? This is what this company does. It's absolutely brilliant. Every single year, I get an email in October. Mike, would you like your lawnmower service? Yes, I would, Mr. Lawnmower Repair Person. Okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Mike. We're going to come to your house. We're going to pick it up. We're going to take it back. We're going to do a diagnostic analysis, and then we'll send you a quote on the things we need done. Mr. Savage, would you like your, you know, we found these things wrong. Would you like it fixed? Yes, I would. Okay, what's your credit card? Give them the credit card. They do the repairs. They bring it back to the house. They drop it off. And I now have a fully serviced mower. I get a phone call from them. I mean, I get an email every single October since I've been doing this. And so they have perfected. And this happens all the time. Like you go to check out at Amazon and you want to buy toothpaste. Well, Mike, you want to buy some toothpaste. However, if you go into our frequent purchase program <laughs> and oh, you yeah. get onto that we'll send you toothpaste or shaving cream every 30 days with that and we'll give you a nice discount on that why are they doing that they're doing that to increase the frequency of your order and i love the story kind of a tale of what not to do with the mold spread the people to get the mold off your house could you share that story because i think yeah, a lot of people you know, can learn I, from I, that. I get this guy that you know originally when he moved in and you know after a few years your house gets some mold and so i called the company and i said hey you know i found a company can you come to the house and 
you know, spray it off and, and, you know, clean up all the mold and whatever, you know, it's like a, a $2,500 project. And so they come to the house and they clean off the mold and it was, it was great. Well, two years later, I needed the mold sprayed off the house again. Well, I go online search. I remember what the company was. I go searching, trying to find them. And um, I ended up finding another company. Now think about this. All that first company had to do was get me on their email list, you know, reach out to me on a higher frequency and let me and stay front of mind. You talked about nurturing earlier. You nurture that relationship. You know, so they didn't do a good job of it. They didn't nurture the relationship. So they lost a customer. Now, building a company is very challenging. And so if, if there is a way to make growing revenue and growing your business and growing profits and growing your impact easier, I strongly recommend to all entrepreneurs, try to increase your average order first, then try and increase the frequency of order or both of those. It doesn't matter what order. Mm -hmm. And then, all right, well, Number three is I need to add new customers and adding new customers is the single most expensive thing that you can do. You have to spend money on people, on advertising, on marketing, on, um, on new product development, on employees, on headcount, and you name it, you're making massive investments to try and find that new customer. And, you know, there, there's obviously there's a million ways to find new customers and, I just the, the one that comes to mind that is so powerful to me is how can you do something different, like extremely unique in the world that makes you the opportunity to, to uh, add new customers? And I'll tell you a story. This is one of my clients. I absolutely love him to death. He's running a two, three million dollar construction company. And what he does is when he gets a project and goes into a neighborhood. He and hopefully I'm not telling all the secrets, but if there are other people in the world that are doing that are in the construction <laughs> world, this is powerful. But he goes into the neighborhood and he's, you know, uh, doing uh, putting in a new uh, kitchen in the Johnson's home. He will go around to the neighborhood and put a little door hanger on every single door for a half a mile. And the door hanger says, I just wanted to let you know that we're doing some construction work at the Johnson house. And if any of my trucks in any way get in the way, if any of my employees are a problem, here is my number. Please let me know. <laughs> so what's he doing? It's absolutely brilliant. And then the other thing that he does is in front of the house that he's doing the uh, putting in the new kitchen, he puts a sign that is very similar, identical to a for sale sign. Like when someone's trying to sell the yeah. house. Yeah. And he puts very, very tiny printing on the sign. And so when the people are driving through the neighborhood, they're going, oh, the Johnsons are moving. The Johnsons are moving. They drive close to the house. Oh, the Johnsons aren't moving. They're just having their kitchen redone. And so it acts as a another very unique approach to increasing the number of customers. And he's not doing it from a from the perspective of, you know, being intimidating or being obnoxious, he's just very creative. And those two creative things, putting the door hanger on all the homes in the neighborhood, if my trucks are in the way, just let me know and I will make sure that, you know, we fix it. And he knows his trucks don't, don't get in the way. Yeah. And number two, he puts that, that sign out in front of the house, which looks just like a for sale sign. 
It could be a Remax Realty sign, but he puts the, the, the text and the font very small so that when people drive up, they go, oh, no, that's the construction company doing repairs at the house. I just think it's two very brilliant ways of, of trying to get new customers. And again, that both of those pieces are marketing. They're both marketing because he's creating that no like, and trust factor, right? Because if the Johnsons are using this company for construction, maybe I should as well. That's all. That's just brilliant. And for people listening, we've covered a lot in a short period of time. Some great advice. If there's an entrepreneur listening and they're thinking, okay, I, I, I get this. And I, of course, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to grow my business, of course. And what one thing would you say, if, if nothing else, whether you reiterate something you said or it's something new, what would you say, if you're going to do one thing to get started with growth, what would you tell them to do? Um, w- without question, hands down, number one thing is analyze and study your existing or past clients. Because if they are existing or past clients and they already have used your services or product and they, and I'm assuming you have a good product or service uh, and they like your product or service, they would be the first ones to recommend someone to you. They would be the, the most powerful source of a referral. And so the, the, I think it's the untapped secret Rather than trying to grow your business and strictly focus on, I got to get new customers. How can I increase the average order or increase the frequency of order to my existing customers or to the people that are at the checkout counter? You know, that's why I love uh, the world of retail. (laughs) You can't, you cannot exit TJ Maxx without going through a maze. And while you're in that maze, they could very easily bring more people to the register. But if you're in the maze, you're walking through there and there's a good chance you're going to take something off the shelf, stick it in your cot by the time you get to the register. This has been awesome. Thank you. I love it. And if people want to find you online, where should they go? TheSavageSecrets.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I appreciate the time. This has been really great, Mike. My pleasure, Mike. It's been fun. Appreciate being on. Thank you for tuning into the Idea Climbing Podcast. If you'd like to hear from a lot more experts, the Idea Climbing book is now available at ideaclimbingbook.com. You can also hear more podcasts at ideaclimbing.com. Hope to see you in one of those two venues. Have a great one.